Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. So good. So good. It's a beautiful day here in New Jersey. I'm so grateful to join with you. Powerful, powerful transformation and healing is afoot. (laughs) We're claiming it. We're saying yes to it. We are grateful that it is happening now and it's happening with us and for us. Everything is with us and for us. We are grateful. We are thankful to let it be. Mm. So grateful to declare our willingness to have a revelation of holiness. Absolutely grateful. Yes. Well, I'm going to ride that wave of gratitude right into a prayer and a blessing as we begin. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude and we place our hand on our heart. We are grateful and thankful to accept no substitutes. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to an unprecedented, unlimited flow of perfect wisdom. We are waking up to our true identity. That is happening now. It's a now thing. We are grateful and thankful to surrender all worry, all doubt, all fear, all resentment, all regret. Every bit of negativity, we're giving it over to that higher Holy Spirit self. And we are truly saying yes to a revolution of love. We are grateful to share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our clarity with each and every other being because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So grateful. So our our topic today is relationship substitute. And uh, I am going to invite you to turn, if you wish, in the text of A Course in Miracles to chapter 17, section 4, entitled the two pictures. Sometimes people uh, really remember this section. It stands out in their minds because of the imagery. But we're going to talk about uh, relationship because this is February, February. And (laughs) in the month of February, we focus on relationship here at this A Course in Miracles podcast. And uh, also, by the way, just a little note uh, that because iTunes does not allow for more than 300 episodes in the podcast, we've started a second podcast. So I believe that this is something like the uh, 383rd Uh, broadcast of this uh, show, radio show. And so the first 83 episodes are in what the podcast called A Course in Miracles Archive. So if you get your podcasts from iTunes, you're going to want to subscribe to both podcasts in order to be able to get all the episodes. (laughs) If that's your heart's desire. Now, if you're podcasting on an Android device, iTunes doesn't come into the picture. Probably, maybe, I don't know. But um, you might be using Stitcher and they they don't have that limitation. So for iTunes users on iPhones and iPads, uh, Mac computers, that's going to be a thing for you to uh, consider. All right. So, yeah, some good stuff in the archive. My 
episode, my inaugural episode, first first ever with Gary Renard. And then I believe the week after that was Ken Wapnick. We've got some great stuff in that first uh, section. So every week we move an episode from the original podcast, which is just called A Course in Miracles, to the A Course in Miracles archive podcast. So if you're on iTunes, that will matter to you. So two pictures, chapter 17, section four, the two pictures, uh, two kinds of relationships. We've done a lot of episodes on this topic, holy relationship, special relationship, and uh, people have really, really um, appreciated uh, the relationship episodes. I think one of the best testimonials ever was someone who, and you may be listening now, forgive me, I don't recall your name in this instant, but um, you came up to me after one of John Mundy's events in Manhattan, his Miracles in Manhattan events, and uh, maybe in 2017, 2018, and you let me know that you'd gotten engaged to be married. You'd fallen in love and gotten engaged to be married, and as I recall it, you told me that you felt that the this radio broadcast and that the the episodes on relationship really helped you to shift your relationship experience. So uh, that's wonderful. That's 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 what we're all about. We're about being truly helpful, and I am so grateful, so grateful that these teachings exist and that sharing them together, we can actually understand them and live them. So for me, I'll just do a little um, historical trip here for a moment. Uh, we'll get to the relationships in the two pictures. Uh, <laughs> back in 97, I started doing the lessons. That was when I began doing the lessons. Not 97, 2007. And I started my study group on the phone. And you can still get a bunch of those episodes. Uh, I did a weekly study group on the phone on Monday nights for four years. And uh, until I started the Living a Course of Miracles classes and then uh, not long after that, I started this radio broadcast. So I stopped doing the um, study group, and I started doing Masterful Living, Finding Freedom, those things instead. But when I started that uh, study group, when I was first doing the lessons, reading the text in depth, I, I just had to talk about it. I was so excited by it. I had to talk about it. So I didn't feel like adding any more driving to my schedule because I was already doing a lot of driving, living in L.A. and uh, going to Agape all the time and then starting my own spiritual community, all these things. So I started a on-the-phone study group. And at first it was just one or two people who would come. And then it got bigger and I, I learned how to manage, I was doing it on uh, freeconferencecall.com back then. And uh, <laughs> sometimes we had one or two people. Sometimes there's just one other person in the, the group with me. And that's plenty. We can have a dialogue. And uh, it's wonderful that it's possible to uh, be able to be connected transcending time and space in these ways it's just wonderful really really wonderful and so uh let's get back to these two pictures now in the beginning of this it says god in the beginning god <laughs> it says god established his relationship with you to make you happy 
Isn't that lovely? It's not something you would necessarily remember, right? Many of us, I was contemplating this this morning, how much people fear God because they're expecting to be punished for their sinfulness because they believe sin is real and they're not practicing forgiveness. And this is why practicing forgiveness helps us realize there is no sin There is no death, and we remember to simply choose love because love is the only real choice. The power of love is the only real power. So God established his relationship with you to make you happy. (coughs) Nope, I hit the wrong button. I think I, well, yes, I did. Sorry about that. I coughed right on the microphone. I meant to hit the mute button, but I hit the turn off the sound button, which would affect me, but not you. Sorry about that. Maybe that can be edited out. Oh, (laughs) keeping it real. God established his relationship with you to make you happy and nothing you do that does not share his purpose can be real. So important for us to just accept this. It might be so challenging to understand. So fortunately, we don't have to understand it. We just can be willing to accept it. Nothing you do that does not share God's purpose can be real. So essentially, unless we're standing in the light of truth, sharing truth, sharing wisdom, sharing Harmony, sharing joy, sharing freedom, sharing love, sharing abundance, sharing prosperity in the spiritual quality sense. It's not going to be real. It's going to be part of the illusion and it will have no power, no value, no meaning, except the value to teach us and help us learn through pain and suffering. Enough pain and suffering. Sorry about this. Something in the air. Take a sip of my tea. Lovely Earl Grey. The purpose God ascribed to anything is its only function. Because of God's reason for creating his relationship with you, the function of of relationships became forever to make happy. The function of relationships became forever to make happy. And nothing else. That's it. God established his relationship with you to make you happy. And because of his reason for creating his relationship with you, The function of all relationships became forever to make happy and nothing else. To fulfill this function, you relate to your creations as God to his. For nothing God created is apart from happiness and nothing God created but would extend happiness as its creator did. Whatever does not fill this function cannot be real. So here's where we're getting to the two pictures and the relationship substitute. Real relationships are to make happy. And the only thing that makes us happy is the love. Being loving. Choosing to be loving. This is our only hope of happiness. There is no other hope of happiness. That's it. We have to be willing to stand in the moment, that instant, that holy, holy instant of pure awareness, connection, oneness, love, 
therein lies the happiness forever, forever. Fortunately, this is what we've been given. We can try to look at it differently, right? We can have special hate relationships and we can have special love relationships that aren't actually about love. We can have relationship substitutes. So we can substitute for love uh, the intermittent intermittent fulfillment of someone's craving. Instead of love, we could settle for that. And many of us have. Paragraph two in this, the two pictures, it says, in this world, it is impossible to create. Yet, it is, po- it is possible to make happy. I have said repeatedly. <laughs> How often does he say, I have said repeatedly? Like, such a sweet way of saying, I'm trying to get it through your head and your heart. He says, I have said repeatedly that the Holy Spirit would not deprive you of your special relationships, but would transform them. See, this this is so helpful right here, because if you listen to the older episodes on special relationship, where I go in depth, uh, you might find that really helpful. I, I find the special uh, relationship stuff really helpful, and um, especially helpful uh, uh, in counseling people about relationship and people who are uh, going to get married and things like that uh, are going to get divorced. <laughs> that too. Uh, great opportunities to talk about special relationship and holy relationship. So quick definitions here in case these terms are new to you. I do point you towards the earlier relationship, uh, holy relationship, special relationship episodes. And for now, I define, uh, according to A Course in Miracles, I articulate it this way. Special relationship is designed for the purpose to give us the illusion of shelter from the storm. Holy relationship has a purpose that's real, and that purpose is to remember our divinity and the divinity of all life. So no matter where you perceive your relationship to be in the spectrum of special to holy, could be special hate relationship too, right? And of course, Miracles has that beautiful quote about the holiest ground on earth is when a special relationship a special hate relationship becomes a holy relationship. And if you've ever experienced that, it uh, definitely is a holy ground. So holy relationship aids and assists us in remembering our perfection, our wholeness, our unity and oneness with God. And a special relationship is a codependent relationship. And its foundation, its premise, is to keep us feeling not enough, always in lack, always in limitation, always wanting, needing, craving. So it's a substitute for that which is fulfilling, which is love. Special relationship is a substitute for healing. It it is instead... Uh, very much a, a learning device of learning through pain. So if you if you think about a relationship that you have that's painful, can you see how possibly in some shape or form, not if it's a special hate relationship, but if it's a special friendship, love relationship, family relationship that's not holy, then in your mind, perhaps you can see where you went into the relationship or became immersed in the relationship with the idea, the concept that this relationship would produce some kind of shelter from the storm, right? 
if that is the foundation of our relationship, then definitely it is going to uh, disappoint. Uh, First of all, one of the premises of that concept is that there is a storm from which we need to protect ourselves. But if you have been studying A Course in Miracles for a while, then you know where the storm is coming from, right? This is the classic horror movie where the killer is in the house, calling from inside the house. It's not outside, it's inside. So the storm from which we're trying to protect ourselves is inside our own awareness. And it is, uh, trying to think of some weather metaphors here, the storm is brewing. Uh, It's brewed from uh, the thoughts that we have of unworthiness. And the special relationship, the codependent relationship is to help us manage and cope with our sense of unworthiness, our sense of lack and limitation, our sense of not enoughness, right? So, for instance, if we are feeling unworthy, unlovable, but we're in a relationship, no matter how much that person adores us, if we're convinced that we're not worth loving, their love will not be felt. It will not be enough. It will be seen as lacking or limited simply because that is the perspective. I am not worthy of love, of adoration. I am not worthy. Therefore, I will not believe that anyone could actually fully and completely unconditionally love me. It's not going to be in agreement with my belief system. So I won't be able to accept it. I will reject it. And I could reject it in many, many ways. I remember when I was in my 20s, sometimes um, men would see me in a particular light um, that was their projection onto me. And I always had to get away from that because I... I couldn't live up to your projections on me, and uh, I don't want to be trapped by them either. But that's a very common thing in relationship that people, um, and I noticed this when I first started counseling couples, was that I'd say to them, even couples that have been together for years, years, uh, I'd say, so what, what are the ground rules in your relationship? And they'd say, um, what do you mean? What, 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 what? I'd say ground rules. Do you have ground rules? Like, it's not okay to have sex with my sister or something like that. You know, and they'd say, oh, well, that's definitely not okay, but we've never talked about that. Like, yeah, it's good to have ground rules. It's good to really talk about these things. It's good to just be clear because this is one of the things uh, newly married couples go through or newly living together couples go through. It's surprising how much they never discussed, but they thought they agreed to. And then they find out once they're in the relationship, living together, married, having children, these kinds of things that were never, ever discussed. It's just this fantasy of the special relationship where you're my shelter from the storm. So, uh, duh, of course, you're going to know what I want and what I need and be interested in supplying them. Mm -hmm. So where's God in that picture? So these are the two kinds of relationships, special and holy. And the special relationship is really a substitute for real relationship. Now, think of it this way. Spirit gives me funny, funny little pictures sometimes. So you're wearing, if you're wearing a pair of shoes that are hobbling you, in other words, making it very painful and difficult for you to walk, 
and maybe they're deforming your feet. Can you wear those shoes at the same time that you wear a pair that might be orthopedic or healing or helpful? Can you wear two pairs of shoes at the same time on the same feet? Like, can you ride two horses going in opposite directions at the same time? These things are not possible. Can you be a yes for love and a no for love at the same time? Can you be a yes for healing and a no for illness at the same time? The ego is so demented that it will convince us that we can. It will. If we allow it, if we're interested in that concept of incredible duality, we'll we'll find a way there. Well, that's my cue that it's time to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So glad to join with you. And we're talking about relationship substitute, which is another way to talk about special relationship and relationships that are not authentic and real. So in uh, this paragraph two of the section four, which is the two pictures in chapter 17, it says, in this world, it is impossible to create, yet it is possible to make happy. I've said repeatedly that the Holy Spirit would not deprive you of your special relationships, but would transform them. And all that is meant by that is that he will restore them to the function given them by God. So the function of all relationships is to make happy. That's what the holy relationship does. So... Here's another plug Jesus is making for, for goodness sakes, for God's sakes, for love's sakes, give the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, your special relationship, you won't be deprived of it, but it'll be transformed into a relationship that can actually satisfy, which a special relationship can never do. So a special relationship can satisfy in the way that you go to the most wonderful buffet or meal or restaurant in the world, and you have the most delicious meal of your life. But guess what? Sooner or later, you're going to be hungry again. So special relationship is not even having the most beautiful meal of your life. It's having more like a picture of the most beautiful year of your life. But you don't actually get to experience it, taste it, or feel the nourishment of it. Because all those things, they really come from that holy relationship. So he says, I've said repeatedly that the Holy Spirit would not deprive you of your special relationships, but would transform them. And all that is meant by that is that the Holy Spirit will restore the relationships, the function given them by God. The function you have given them is clearly not to make you happy, but the holy relationship shares God's purpose, rather than aiming to make a substitute for it. Every special relationship you have made is a substitute for God's will and glorifies your will instead of God's will because of the illusion that they are different. Yes, 
So when we pray, thy will, not mine, we are, in a sense, we could intentionally use that as a prayer of transformation of the special, unhelpful, unhealing, unloving relationship into a truly loving, holy relationship, just to say, thy will, not mine, in my relationships. Now, for some people, that's terrifying, right? I can remember thinking, oh, if I turn this relationship over to God, God might break it in half, break it in two. God might send my boyfriend in that direction and me in this direction. Yikes, that terrifies me. I need my boyfriend. I want my boyfriend. And I don't trust God. Right? Very common feelings. That's how I used to think. That's how I used to feel. So it is a tremendous act of faith to say, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, God, that Holy Spirit, that the transformation of this relationship will be so fulfilling that I will wonder why I didn't do it sooner, like they talk about hip replacement. <laughs> I was at the gym the other day, and somebody is going to have a hip replacement. And they were understandably nervous. And anyway, everyone I know has had them usually says, I just wish I had done it sooner. So that's for someone. Maybe it's you. <laughs> Um, it's natural when we're identified with the ego or maybe it's not natural but it's certainly in alignment with the ego to fear turning the relationship over to spirit because we fear it will be transformed in a way that we do not want and we do not like we do not trust the idea that the holy relationship however it looks in form, will be so thrilling, so happy-making, so wonderful in experience in our heart that we'll be forever, ever grateful that we let it go to the Holy Spirit for healing. Yes. Yes, indeed, that is the truth of it. We are afraid we don't trust God because why don't we trust God? Because we project onto God what we're like, right? So uh, we uh, will have vengeful, revengeful thoughts, jealous thoughts, shaming, blaming, attacking thoughts about people that we say we love and adore. And this, in its essence, is dishonest. Of course, Merkels would call it, according to the 10 characteristics of the teachers of God, would call it dishonest, inconsistent with love. Sure, we can see that. Uh, but it also, the one of the boomerang effects that uh, goes out from that and comes back and smacks us in the head is when we say we love someone, but we harbor attack thoughts, then we are not trustworthy according to our own beliefs and standards. And so we think, well, look at me. I can't be trusted to be completely loving, wholly loving, fully loving. Nuh-uh, not me. So I can't trust God. I can't trust God with things as important as my relationship. No. Now, I remember when I was doing that, as I talked about earlier in the episode, that Masterful Living Through A Course of Miracles study group, uh, which there is a podcast for it. Um, I haven't checked on it ever, so I don't know how it's holding up in terms of quality and all that. But anyway, a lot of the weekly recordings are there. Um, When I was doing that, I, I, I remember very specifically 
there was um, one or two participants who would come to uh, the study group occasionally and they would talk about their relationships that they had given over to spirit, their special relationships, and that their marriages and their relationships had been transformed. And it's surprising how it, it is surprising how when the special relationship is transformed into a holy relationship, it may not look the same and it definitely will not feel the same because however it looks, it feels perfect. It feels beautiful. It does feel holy. It feels magnificent. And it's healing. And uh, what uh, the the Course is very, very clear about in the section, um, gosh, is it the next section? Yes, it is. It's the very next sec- section, Chapter 17, Section 5. It's called The Healed Relationships. And it says there that if you ask the Holy Spirit, this is paragraph 3, section 5, chapter 17, paragraph 3. If you ask the Holy Spirit to transform your special relationship into a holy relationship, it says here, the invitation is accepted immediately and the Holy Spirit wastes no time in introducing the practical results of asking him to enter. At once, his goal for the relationship replaces yours. So the goal of the holy relationship replaces the goal of the special relationship. This is accomplished very rapidly, but it makes the relationship seem disturbed, disjunctive, and even quite distressing. The reason is quite clear, for the relationship as it is, is out of line with its own goal. Right now that the, there's a new goal, it has to be reconfigured to meet the new goal. So, as it is, it's clearly unsuited to the purpose that has been accepted for it. In its unholy condition, your goal was all that seemed to give it meaning. Now it seems to make no sense. Many re- now this is the, the the whole reason I'm reading this paragraph. Many relationships have been broken off at this point. And the pursuit of old, the old goal reestablished in another relationship. For once the unholy relationship has accepted the goal of holiness, it can never again be what it was. The temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with this shift in goals. So there's a strong, strong temptation to abandon the relationship and start a new one with the old goal. Don't do it. Don't be tempted. It is not worth it. Think of all the, you know, it's one thing when you're 23 and it's another thing when you're 83. Because lots of people start relationships in their 80s. Um, my dad was in his late seventies when he started the relationship he's in now. He remarried uh, a few handful of years ago after my mom passed, and um, yeah, so it's very common for people who were happily married, as my parents were for almost fifty years, uh, to for when one spouse dies to your. You, you can handle having another happy relationship. Some people can't, some people can. There's no right or wrong. But anyway, I digress. Um, so every relationship that we've made is a substitute for God's will and glorifies our will instead of God's because of the illusion that they are different. That there's a different will, God's will and our will. But we're one with God, as A Course in Miracles makes abundantly clear. There's no separate will. There's just the one will. One will, one God, one love, one life, one mind. So 
since we can't go in two opposite directions at the same time, we can't wear two kinds of shoes on the same foot at the same time. Let's choose the highest and best, the most loving. It does take courage. It takes courage. But this kind of courage is not bravado. This kind of courage is not from the ego. It's from the heart. And you know what the foundation of this kind of courage is? It's a deep, deep yearning to return to the real, to return to being happy. So the purpose of relationships is to make happy. It's not to give shelter from the storm because the storm is coming from the inside and the storm will die out if we stop feeding it, right? So stop feeding the storm in your relationship and you'll see that the needing, the wanting, the craving will dissolve And then, you know what emerges? The having, right? So the ego thought system is entirely, 100% made up of a foundational belief that there is lack, that there is limitation, because there's separation. If you don't believe in separation, you will not experience Lack and limitation, it is not possible. So simple. We can say, okay, I am willing to give up separation, lack and limitation thinking. I'm willing to have all holy relationships. And that's what I did. And I'll be honest with you, they all feel holy now. They all feel holy. And some of them are, uh, they're, they're in that process still. They're working their way through to the, 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 the um, ends <laughs> in a way. But oh, I'm just not tortured and bent out of shape about relationship anymore. I'm so grateful for that. Oh my gosh, that took up so much bandwidth, so much energy that could be put into healing, to being truly helpful, to being happy and harmonious. So if we're in a relationship with somebody and we're not happy in that relationship, it's a special relationship that can be turned over to the Holy Spirit. Give up all your attachments and ideas and beliefs about what you need to make you happy. This is also one of my favorite things that Jesus says, stop thinking you know what will make you happy. You do not know. So for me, that that was a wonderful prayer to come to and to be able to say, okay, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Mother, Father, God, infinite I am that I am, please take from me the illusion and delusion that I know how to make myself happy. I'm now willing to actually be happy instead of chasing happiness. I'm willing to choose happiness instead of chasing happiness. That's a good one. I'm willing to choose happiness instead of chasing happiness. Inside, the Holy Spirit can redo everything that's inside of us, our belief systems, if we let it. I must have chosen wrongly because I am not at peace. The Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him, and I choose to let him. Just a little side note, I do sometimes stumble over the Holy Spirit being a he or a him. Doesn't feel like it to me, but I'm just going to share the text. Sometimes 
uh, FYI, I substitute Father, I substitute God for Father or God for Him. Holy Spirit doesn't, uh, I mean, uh, Course in Miracles is Christian-centric in its language for a purpose, and I understand that. I accept that. I don't need to uh, be bothered by it. I'm over that. So, relationship healing. So much is possible for us, and I'm so glad to see it demonstrating all around me. This is one of the most powerful results that people have from being in my Finding Freedom class, Masterful Living class. And um, if you would like a jump start, I encourage you to come to the Spring Clearing Retreat. Uh, people have had major relationship healings coming by themselves or with their loved ones to retreats that I'm doing. This is uh, specifically a healing retreat for healing at the level of the mind, opening our hearts, opening our minds, healing at all levels. And uh, I'm doing this with my sweet sisters, Lisa Natoli, Corinne Zubko, and our brother, John Mundy. And we're looking forward to it next month in March. And I uh, am so excited to do this retreat with them. been wanting to do something like this for a while. And uh, they're excited too. So we're going to have just a wonderful healing, healing time. Great way to start the spring. We'll be jumping off the spring equinox and the full moon at a beautiful resort. And some people are bringing spouses and friends who can enjoy the spa and the quiet time and the downtime, have all their meals with us. Uh, possibly we would watch a movie or two. We'll see. I don't have a feeling that we'll have any time for that, but you never know. And so come bring your loved ones. You can come to the retreat and they can enjoy everything else and have meals with us. People do that all the time, and it's a wonderful thing. It's a great uh, resort with a beautiful spa. It will be uh, just at the beginning of spring. We don't know. It could snow. It could be lovely. We don't know. But they do have an indoor pool <laughs> and a spa and um, lots of great things in the area, too, hiking and things like that. So... All the details at jenniferhadley.com for that. And I will also mention on top of that that John Mundy and I, right before, immediately before, back-to-back, so people can come from far distances or just immerse themselves, there's the How to Lead and Create a Workshop, which includes certification for my um, uh, Forgive and Be Free workshop. I'd love to support as many people as possible sharing and teaching uh, true forgiveness. And so I'm really very committed to supporting people and teaching my forgiveness workshop. And uh, this is a training, a week-long training with me and John. There are no prerequisites to either of these events. All are welcome. Please come. We have payment plans and an early bird special right now. Uh, but please register as soon as possible. The It just helps us with all the logistics if we can get you all figured out. And uh, I appreciate that. Back to the special relationship versus the holy relationship. You know, one of the things that happens when we're doing work as a group, sometimes it's more possible to catch a glimpse of the holy relationship and to make that leap of faith to where we can trust God to transform the relationship into a holy one that we would enjoy, right? So here's the thing is sometimes when people are very attached to the relationship that, uh, and it could be any kind of a relationship, but very often if it's some kind of romance-based relationship, like a marriage uh, or an engagement, something like that, there's such a strong sense 
of the identification uh, that I need this person to be happy, right? That our identity is I'm not good enough by myself, but if this person loves me and validates me, then I can live with myself. But without this person, I feel worthless, right? I do not feel worth that my life is worth living. And and that could come from your relationship with your child, your dog, your job, your spouse, even your friend. It could be even in relationship to your parents. So there's all kinds of possibilities and permutations there. But the fact of the matter is that clinging to that relationship because you're terrified of discovering that what you believe is true or just revealing to the world that what you believe is true, that you are unlovable and this person is your shelter from the storm. Holding on to that and keeping that going is it's just going to bring more pain. It, it's really um, relegating our life to uh, playing very small, painful, and uh, of course then that's going to have all kinds of ramifications and it will ripple out and really poison every part of our lives. So m- many special relationships are filled with uh, lots of arguments, lots of disappointments, uh, the very nature of codependent relationships, which is what special relationships are, is that it's unsatisfying, that it is not possible to be feel satisfied or loved inside the relationship, that it's all a substitute for a real relationship It's all a substitute for real love. Enough of that. Yes. There it is. So um, I also would like to mention that there's the A Course in Miracles app, which is available for Android as well as for uh, Apple devices, iPhones, iPads, these kinds of things. It's totally free. Uh, at at the uh, app store so check that out let's take a breath of love and gratitude so grateful and thankful to say yes to our healing grateful and thankful to say yes to our holiness gratitude we let it be we share the benefits with all and so it is amen 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 have a great rest of your week